Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm so happy you're here because today I'm talking about two words that I mixed up for most of my life. And I know now after many conversations with people struggling with codependent behaviors and people pleasing that a lot of you might confuse them too. The two words are nice and kind. Do you think of them interchangeably? If so, you're not alone. But there's a huge difference between the two, and the price of choosing to be nice over the long term is very high. There's a saying, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Notice the saying doesn't use the word nice, and once you know how different the two words are, you'll understand why saying, in a world where you can be anything, be nice, definitely doesn't have the same meaning or outcome. Again, being nice and being kind are not the same thing. In fact, you'll most likely get the opposite result by using one versus the other. But people pleasers get the two confused and think it's like a potato-potato kind of thing. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the distinct differences, how we get trained to be nice but not necessarily kind when we're young, what motivates us to be nice, why being nice has such a high price, and some questions to ask yourself to determine which way you're being. Ready? Let's dive in. Here's a distinction between the two words that I love because I think it makes it really clear that it's not just the difference of potato and potato. Being nice means not making waves no matter what. Being kind means telling the truth no matter what. Being nice, then, is when you try not to upset anyone and keep things calm, even if it means hiding your true feelings. It's like pretending everything is okay, even when it's not. On the other hand, being kind means telling your truth and being open and honest, no matter what. It's about caring for others and being real with them, even if it means having difficult conversations. So being kind is all about being truthful and caring for people in this genuine way. In other words, when we strive to be nice, our primary goal is to maintain external harmony and avoid any form of conflict, even at the cost of suppressing our genuine feelings and needs. But choosing to be kind entails a commitment to be honest, compassionate, and authentic. It means prioritizing open and truthful communication, even when it may disrupt the status quo, even when your heart is beating out of your chest and everything in you is scared to death to speak up. Being kind means you don't shy away from difficult conversations or the potential for discomfort. That's not to say it automatically becomes easy, but you do it anyway. But flip the script around Wouldn't you rather know the truth about what someone you're close to is thinking than to have things sugarcoated and for someone to not speak their truth? 
I've said for many years that I would always rather know the truth, no matter how hard it is, because then I get to decide what to do with it, what action I'll take based on knowing where the other person stands. For example, if I'm in a relationship with someone and they're not feeling it anymore, I would much rather know that now than for them to be nice to me for months or years in order to not hurt my feelings. So when we look at it that way, being nice is really a self-serving thing to do. And believe me, this was me for many, many years. We act all nice in order to avoid the discomfort we would feel by being kind and speaking our truth. And where does that leave the other person? There are three key differences between being nice and being kind. The first one is motivation. People often act nice out of a desire to maintain harmony or to avoid conflict, even at the expense of their own needs. Niceness can be driven by a fear of rejection or a need for approval, which may lead to suppressing our true feelings. Kindness, on the other hand, stems from a genuine concern for another person's well-being and is motivated by empathy and compassion. It involves treating people with respect and helping when necessary, but it doesn't involve sacrificing your own truth or well-being to appease another person. The second key difference is authenticity. People who prioritize niceness suppress their true feelings, needs, and boundaries to maintain a facade of harmony. They morph themselves into what they think is acceptable, and this leads to a lack of any genuineness in relationships and a disconnection from yourself and the other person. Kindness, on the other hand, is aligned with being authentic. It involves expressing your feelings and needs honestly while respecting the feelings and needs of the other person. It allows for open and honest communication without compromising anyone's integrity. And the last key difference between being nice and kind is the long-term impact. The price of being nice often includes unresolved emotions, inner turmoil, and a tendency to stay in unhealthy relationships. Over time, this can lead to mental and emotional stress, as well as a loss of your own identity and personal fulfillment. Acts of kindness, on the other hand, promote healthier, more fulfilling relationships and personal well-being. Kindness fosters positive connections and emotional growth, contributing to a more balanced and peaceful life. To better understand why we choose to be nice instead of kind, let's look at the roots of this people-pleasing behavior. Before we do that, let's take a 60-second break for a word from our sponsor. Oh, wait, that's me. Do you feel like you've lived your whole life for others and now you don't know the real you? Does it seem like your wants and needs don't matter, like you're not important? If you're saying yes, I hear you, I see you, and I've created something just for you. It's called Me First, and it's a community where you'll learn to prioritize your needs and desires, gain confidence and a strong sense of who you are. Say no without guilt and create a life that feels good in your heart without concern about judgment from others. 
As a member of the Me First community, you'll be among like-minded women all on a journey of self-discovery, and you'll find understanding, friendship, and unwavering support. You'll have guidance through expert-led discussions, guest speakers, and personal coaching. Plus, you'll build a toolkit of resources to help you conquer people-pleasing, critical self-talk, shame, resentment, and more so that you have the freedom to prioritize yourself and live life by your parameters. Join the Me First community as a founding member for exclusive pricing. The program starts soon. Check the episode description for the link. It's time to prioritize you and truly believe that you are important too. Now back to the episode. Welcome back. Let's look at where being nice originates. What causes us to think it's okay? Being nice is a learned behavior that started developing in us at an early age, typically before the age of eight. Many of us were raised to be well-behaved, and this caused some of us to be wary of doing anything to the contrary and making any waves. If you were told things like, don't talk back, listen to your teachers, and do as you're told— then these things became the building blocks of your niceness. This taught us to live by a set of standards that prioritized getting along with others over what we thought or how we felt. For me, it taught me to be scared to speak up and say what was on my mind. I thought it was bad to do that. So we internalize this message that it's wrong to speak up and say what we're thinking or feeling. We end up being conditioned to believe that if we veer away from this model of niceness, we might not be accepted or liked. Maybe you even experienced being reprimanded when you dared to color outside of the lines, so to speak. And so you learned that being your authentic self was painful and could lead to feeling like you did something wrong or to being rejected. So we grow up thinking we have to be the peacekeepers, make everyone happy, and always be nice, no matter the cost. Being nice became a way to protect ourselves from pain and rejection. But here's the problem. When we choose to not make waves, most likely we're having to do some fancy footwork to keep the waters calm. In other words, we manipulate the situation in order to keep the peace or I should say maintain the illusion of peace. We avoid or hide our genuine emotions, things like guilt, resentment, disappointment, hurts, and our personal truths. We essentially resort to a form of dishonesty to avoid upsetting the status quo, no matter what the consequences. We basically lie in order to not rock the boat. And these stuffed emotions and all the things that result from stuffing our emotions are the price of being nice. Ultimately, we give up our inner peace in order to keep the outer peace. There are a few hidden reasons that motivate people pleasers to choose to be nice, even when we know it doesn't ultimately serve us. One motivator is that we want a favorable outcome. People-pleasers often act nice with the hope of getting a specific result. They believe that by accommodating others or not causing any trouble, they'll get approval, praise, or some form of benefit in return. As I mentioned before, many of us have the fear of conflict and rejection. So one of the most common motivators for being nice is the desire to avoid confrontation. 
People pleasers fear that asserting their own needs or expressing their feelings will lead to disagreements, upsetting others, or rejection, so they prioritize external harmony over their own well-being. Being nice can also serve as a method of control. By constantly accommodating others and avoiding confrontations, people-pleasers attempt to maintain a sense of control over their environment. They believe that by not rocking the boat and keeping everything calm, they can prevent unpredictable or uncomfortable situations from arising. This was me. I never considered myself a controlling person, but then I realized by overlooking broken commitments— I was also avoiding any potential backlash from speaking up, and therefore I was essentially being controlling. I was controlling the outcome. Even though the outcome sucked because I was feeling disrespected and disappointed in the other person for not sticking to their promises, I could predict that the outcome wouldn't change. By not speaking up, I wouldn't have to deal with any angry outbursts from the other person. It was easier to live with my own hurt emotions than it was thinking I'd made someone else mad and having to deal with the aftermath of that. Being nice is also a way to get external validation and boost self-esteem and self-worth. It's a way to receive positive feedback, which helps people-pleasers feel better about themselves. On the other side of that coin, being nice is also a way to avoid disapproval or criticism. One of the biggest motivators to being nice that clients ask me about a lot is how to avoid guilt. It's easy to believe that if we think we'll feel guilty, that we should avoid doing whatever it is we'll feel guilty about. People pleasers believe that saying no or asserting their needs would make them appear selfish or inconsiderate, and then they'd feel guilty, and this is what drives their niceness. As you can see, usually we're being nice in order to avoid something—conflict, disapproval, guilt, anger, or rejection. But those things that we're trying to avoid, they're not the problem. Doing everything you can to avoid them is. We're being nice to be liked and accepted and to avoid the discomfort that would come from speaking our truth. This means we're acting in a certain way in order to have a payoff. Here are some questions to ask yourself to determine whether you're being nice or being kind. And pay attention to the last one. It's a doozy. The first question, are you ignoring your own personal boundaries to accommodate others? Do you agree to do things that make you uncomfortable or say yes when you really want to say no? Going against our own best interests is a surefire way to build resentment with other people and with ourselves. When you prioritize being nice over being honest, is it to avoid confrontation or difficult conversations? The outcome of doing this over and over is a mounting pile of unresolved issues and a buildup of negative emotions that will eventually manifest in other ways, such as disease. You've maybe heard me say before that suppressing emotions, which usually comes from suppressing what's true for us, is like being constipated. Imagine being constipated for a long period of time. With each day that passes, more and more toxins are building up in your body. You're in pain. You maybe can't even function because of what's going on. 
The same is true for when we avoid speaking up. So are you burying your frustrations, sadness, or anger to avoid upsetting others? Another question to ask is, are you pretending everything is fine in an effort to maintain the facade of niceness? You might pretend that everything is fine even when it's not. This can lead to a lack of authenticity in your relationships and a sense of disconnection even from yourself, making it challenging to know who you really are. Are you trying to avoid being seen as the bad guy? This will perpetuate unhealthy relationships. Being overly nice can lead to staying in toxic or unhealthy relationships because you don't want to upset the other person or be perceived as the bad guy. This decision has long-term negative consequences for your mental and emotional well-being. And here's the doozy. Are you being kind or nice to yourself? Are you telling yourself the truth about how you feel regarding things in your life, your weight, your self-care, your relationships, your finances? Are you staying in integrity with the things you promise yourself? We're great at sticking with what we commit to to other people, right? But terrible at staying in integrity with ourselves. Are you showing up fully for yourself? Or are you avoiding how you feel and letting yourself off the hook in order to be more comfortable in the moment, telling yourself you'll address it tomorrow, and then you don't? Are you doing things to numb yourself in order to avoid looking at the reality that is your life? Things like binge eating or drinking, watching excessive amounts of Netflix or spending way too much time on social media? This is the ultimate question to ask yourself. Am I being nice, letting myself off the hook so I don't even rock the boat with me? Or am I being kind to myself, admitting the truth, even when it's hard for me to hear? The price of being nice is extremely high because it involves sacrificing your own feelings, needs, truth, and integrity to maintain the illusion of harmony, which results in a lot of unresolved emotions and hurts. I've had women tell me they drink to avoid the pain of what their niceness is doing to them. That was me. I've had women tell me they've stayed in relationships out of loyalty and guilt, but they didn't want to hurt the other person's feelings. That was me. I've had women tell me they have no idea who they are anymore because they've spent their whole life being nice and giving to others. That was me. We give up our inner peace in order to keep the outer peace. If you feel caught in this people-pleasing pattern, you're in the right place. I lived this life for over 50 years, always putting other people first no matter what. I wasn't being kind and telling my truth. I was being nice so that I never made waves. Avoiding rocking the boat was almost always the goal for me, and it didn't matter what it was doing to me physically, mentally, or emotionally. I didn't realize I was being disingenuous and manipulative by hiding my true feelings. I simply thought I was being nice. It felt really hard, and I mean extremely hard, to figure out what I wanted and then muster up the courage to start saying no and speaking up for me. 
Seeing disappointment and sometimes even anger in the other person made it tempting to revert back to old behaviors of saying yes and agreeing with whatever. And believe me, it wasn't and isn't a straight line to success. I've stumbled, fallen, gotten up, and learned from it each time. But I realized I had to pick my hard. I had to make a choice to speak up for myself and express my truth, even when I knew others might not like it. Or I could choose to continue on in tumultuous, unhealthy relationships that I was creating. So I get it. It takes a tremendous amount of courage to start speaking your truth and being kind, to shed that good girl, nice girl syndrome. And I commend you on being willing to crack open the door, even a tiny bit. I believe I experienced all the crap I went through while trying to be liked and accepted so that I could guide women like you who find themselves realizing they don't even know who they are anymore and are ready to shed the nice girl syndrome too. If you're struggling with the guilt of wanting to choose you first or how to even know your own truth, I invite you to check out my new community, Me First. It's all about learning how to be kind to yourself and everyone in your life by figuring out who you are and then living from that place no matter what. I'll close this episode by reminding you that being kind is telling your truth no matter what to others and to yourself. And remember that no one or no thing can steal your inner peace. That is completely within your control. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.